Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Amen. Amen. We do uh, give honor to God, who is truly um, our all in all. I'm doing all I can uh, to give him leeway to do everything he desires to do in me and through me. And he's still working on me. Amen. And I love him with all that is in me. We bless uh, Pastor Steve, in his absence, um, uh, we appreciate the work that God is doing in his life. Uh, First Lady, co-pastor of this uh, house, we bless you, ma'am, and do uh, give our love to the pastor. I was sharing with <clears throat> uh, Pastor Julie earlier that um, I thought it was such a wonderful thing. The first time I heard about uh, Pastor Steve taking time in the month of June, I believe it was the same month last year, uh, the month of June to kind of get away and refresh and and um, be revived. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, we need it. And um, it just speaks to the wisdom of the man and the heart of this house in allowing him uh, to do that. Amen. God didn't call us to kill us. Hallelujah. He didn't do it. If, if, and if we're not keenly aware of that, we'll find ourselves in a situation like Brother Moses. So we, we bless all the leaders of this church. We bless everyone on the sound of my voice. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I see my wife has made it. It's always good to see her in service. I don't get an opportunity to see her in service as I'm ministering as much as I used to. We love you. Amen. Appreciate you more than you know. We're going to move quickly to the word. I believe there's a word uh, from the Lord. And uh, I believe God is doing something in your lives individually and in your lives collectively. And so we want to share, if you will, uh, briefly a word in your hearing that we hope uh, will bring uh, clarity. Just a little more clarity. Um, as it relates to all that God is doing. Amen. Uh, I'm praying my voice will hold. I believe it will. I was in one of them Pentecostal services on Friday night, and they just pulled every drop of anointing out of me, and I preached myself silly and, and then walked outside, and we were in a place where it was 40-something degrees that night. And uh, to God be the glory. Amen. God is good to us. For those of you who have your Bibles, your iPads, your iPhones, amen, whatever device you use to read uh, the Word of God, join me in the book of St. John, chapter 12. We're going to start reading at about verse 20, read down to verse 24. Uh, when you have it, say amen. Um, now, I'm old school, chapter 20, uh, verses, that I, I may have said uh, chapter um, uh, yes, chapter 12, verses 20 through 24. Um, and uh, I'm old school. I'm still old school, 
old time gospel preacher. Amen. So if you would, please just stand with me for the reading of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> yes. St. John chapter 12, verses 20 through 24. Amen. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, the hour has come. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell him it's your hour. Amen. The hour has come uh, that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Father, right now in the most holy and precious name of Jesus, I pray that you would Give me the ability to articulate your word with great clarity, uh, great anointing. Help me to decrease that you might increase in my life. Give me the tongue of the learned and I'll speak a word in season in this house. that will find its mark in the heart of each and every hearer and believer. Uh, so much so, so indelibly that it will do that that you've designed, destined and desire it to do in our lives individually and in our lives collectively. And as we see the unfolding of what you declare in our lives in the aftermath of gathering in this place, we promise you the glory, the honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And please be seated in the name of the Lord Jesus. I believe uh, there are some people in this place who are uh, on the brink, if you will. You, you on the verge. Hallelujah. Now, help me preach to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, we're on the verge. We're on the verge. You're on the verge of something great. Amen. God is about ready to do something supernatural in your life. You do know what supernatural is. That's when God puts his super on your natural. Amen. That's supernatural right there. Now, God is ready to do something significant in your life. Amen. Now, when they come to Jesus, Philip and Nathaniel and Philip and Peter and all these fellows. The Greeks had pulled up and they were Epicurean types. They, 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 they had it going on. They didn't just roll up. They pulled up on them, on them Cadillac donkeys and them Rolls Royce horses. And they had it. Amen. And then they, then the disciples thought, well, we've arrived. Amen. We've been running around with Jesus for these past few years. And now we, we, we about to, we about to reap the benefits Amen, of our sacrifice. And then they go to Jesus, and Jesus says something that blows them out the water because he, he speaks as though he's entertaining a totally different conversation. He said, Jesus, the Greeks are here to see you. And then Jesus says, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Now, wait a minute, Jesus. We told you the Greeks have come to see you. And, when, and Jesus told talking about, well, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Except the corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it died, bring it forth much fruit. Wait a minute, Jesus. The Greeks have just come to see us. You, you, you don't understand, Jesus. These guys are loaded. Amen. And, and, and we've been running around sleeping in these tents. You don't have a place to lay your head. We left all to follow you. We in a fix. And the Greeks have just shown up. 
But Jesus is, is about his father's business. And I believe what he wants to teach us in the text. Some of what he wants to teach us in the text is God doesn't see things from our perspective. Amen. Now, Jesus says it's the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified. So, yes, yes. And so we expect, I would expect, well, God is getting ready to move you into some, some fairly jubilant times. Yes, because it's your hour. Amen. But now, when God gets ready to do something supernatural in your life, when he gets ready to do something uh, awesome in your life, it, uh, and he's about to do that in somebody's life, the problem is it really doesn't look like what it is. Yes, because Jesus says, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. But now the son of man is going to be glorified. So from God's perspective, the son is going to be glorified, but he can't be glorified until he becomes a seed. <laughs> and the problem that we have is whenever God gives you a promise, hallelujah, he gives you a promise or he speaks a word over your life. Let me put it like that. He promises you what he's going to do. But when he delivers it to you, it looks nothing like what he said. Yes, because God's promise is always contained in a seed. Yes. So what God will do is he will give you a promise and then deliver you a seed. And it's very confusing because my seed looks nothing like my promise. Hallelujah. Well, I came to tell somebody it's your hour and God is about to do some of the stuff he promised you he was going to do. And the reason things have gone haywire around here lately is because your hour has come. And see, so God says, I'm going to give you a deliverance, but then he delivers you a dilemma. Yes, because your dilemma is in the, or your deliverance is in the seed of your dilemma. He says, I'm going to give you a ministry. Hallelujah. Then he delivers you a mess. He says, I'm going to, he promises you a happy marriage, but then he gives, uh oh, you, you listen to what I'm saying. But see, because what you have to understand is from God's perspective, his promise is always contained in the seed that he gives you to work with until what he promised you comes to full fruition. And I came to tell somebody up in here, it's your hour. That's the reason all this crazy stuff is going on in your life because it's time for the seed that's been resident in you to break forth and make known be made known out of you and so what happens now is this is very confusing because we 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 don't understand that that if God is going to get greatness out of what he promised us he cannot give us the greatness that he shows us on the front end 
Yes, because God understands that there is, and we understand it too, we just don't re realize we understand it. Whenever God is going to do something major, he always does it in a, uh, a, a, a divine order called seed time and harvest. Now, before I let you go today, I'm going to introduce one more element. It's a necessary ingredient as it relates to harvest. We'll talk about that later. But what you've got to understand about God is God is the kind of God who's going to do what he said. It just never seems to look like it to us because God promises, and how may I put this? He promises Jesus the Messiah. Yes, but he gives the seed of the woman. Yes, because if God is going to get the glory out of what he's going to do in your life, he's going to get it out of what he gives you to work with. Tell your neighbor, work with what you have. Work with it. Hallelujah. What you're doing, what you don't understand. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. What you don't understand about God is the reason God never gives you what you thought you were going to get is because if he gave it to you just like you saw it, then you, he he would be limited in the abundance that he wanted to produce out of it. In other words, the reason you're going through what you're going through is not because God is trying to deny you anything. It's that God doesn't want you to settle for less than he has for you. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. See, and this is the problem. God shows me the fruit. But then he gives me the seed. And now I'm tripping because what I saw looks nothing like what I see. What I'm hearing sounds nothing like what he said. What I'm experiencing is absolutely nothing like what I've been expecting. And I came to tell somebody who finds themselves in that situation, you in a good place because the reason God is giving it to you the way he's giving it to you is because he doesn't want you to settle for a little bit. He wants to pull much of it up out of you. And Jesus says if a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, uh, if, it, if, it, if a corn of wheat, a uh, 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 corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And so what God wants to do is bring you much joy instead of having you settle for a little joy. So what he will do with the little joy you have is drop it Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. He will take little joy and allow it to die in your life, not to deny you joy, but because he wants to bring much joy and accept the seed of joy dies in your life. Then the much joy that God has for you will never be manifested in you. If God has great peace or much peace in store for you, he will allow a little peace that you have die in your life as a seed of the much peace that he's planning to give you. If God has much happiness in store for you, Lord Jesus, he will take the seed of happiness, which is the little happiness that you think you have, allow it to die, resurrect it, and then you wake up one 
one Wednesday morning thinking, who would have thought I would ever be this happy in my life? And it's because God has much in store for you, but much is not contained in the fruit. Much is contained in the seed. If God just gives you the fruit, all you have is the fruit. But if God ever gives you the seed, you don't know how much you're going to have. I can tell you how many, oh Lord, I can tell you how many seeds are in the fruit. But I can't tell you how many, how much fruit is in the seed. And so God told me to tell somebody in here, the reason what you've been praying for is dying in your life is because he didn't want you to settle for the little bit of it that you thought you had to have. He's going to give you a whole lot of it to blow you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, work with your seed. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to in here. Look at the other person and tell them, say, work with it, work with it, work with it. Work with what you got, honey. Work with what you got. See, your problem is, Lord, I, see, our problem is this. We're so focused on what we don't have until we ain't working with what we do have. Let me tell you, honey, God doesn't need anything you don't have to bless you. But he does expect you to work what you got. Hallelujah. In other words, when God gets ready to bless you, he's going to deliver the seed of your blessing to you. And he's going to tell you or he's going to require of you to work what you have. Can I help you in here? Can I give you some bad news? There's somebody in the world who can take what you have, work it a little while, and end up with a whole crop. And what you need to do is stop crying about what you think you need and don't have and start working with what you got. Because God will always give you what you need to enter into what you're supposed to have. Hallelujah. And so then now, who am I preaching to here? And so now God delivers us a seed. Hallelujah. Seed, time, and harvest. Yeah, that's a pattern. He gives us a seed. The problem is, we don't know what we have. We think, see, God gives you a promise and delivers you a problem. Hallelujah. Because from God's perspective, your promise is in your problem. Hallelujah. God will promise you a breakthrough. Hallelujah. And then he will give you a bad day because he knows that your breakthrough is contained in your bad day. 
And then, but you got to understand that it's your job once you receive whatever God gives you. Tell your neighbor, stop. Stop crying. Stop crying. Stop crying. Listen, stop being frustrated. Stop being upset. Stop blaming God. Stop telling lies on the devil. Let me tell you something. God gave you what you need in order for his promise to come to pass in your life. What you have to do is make up your mind to work with it. Everybody's talking about a harvest. I want the harvest. What God has for me, it is for me. Praise the Lord of the harvest. I'm wanting my harvest in Jesus' name. Let me tell you something about a harvest. Nobody ever receives a harvest who are not willing to work with their stuff. You are never going to get a harvest if you can't work the ground in which it is contained. And so when God gets ready to bless you, he gives you the seed. He knows it's going to take time, but then you're going to receive the harvest. The problem is God knows that a seed will never produce anything in a clean environment. Now I feel like preaching. I feel like going ethnic up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God knows that a seed will never produce anything in a clean place. So when God gets ready to give you what he promised you, he gives you the promise, delivers you the seed, and then he finds a dirty place. Can I preach like I want to in here? Then God finds some dirt to drop your seed in because he knows that without dirt, your seed will never bring forth. And I don't know who I'm preaching to in here, but the Lord told me to tell somebody the reason you in this dirty place is because your seed is about to break forth. You don't, let me tell you something, you will never get a harvest on the countertop at your house. You will never have stuff you can eat from on the clean surface on your patio. If you're ever going to have a seed that produces fruit, you better find you a good place in the backyard and get the richest dirt you can come across and drop the seed right slam dab over into the middle of it. And I came to tell somebody the reason you're going through this dirt is because your seed needs this in order for what God promised you to come to pass. You'll smack dab in the middle. That's why they lying on you and talking about you and saying all manner of things against you falsely because God knows until your seed is acquainted with dirt, it'll never it'll never amount to much. But Jesus said if a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Until God acquaints you with some dirt, you will never amount to much. That's what, oh Lord, I ain't got that. Man, don't you do that. I don't, don't do that, boy. I'm going to tell you now. Hallelujah. Don't y'all let this vest fool you now. I'll tell you. You get the tickling that ivory. I go with you. Now, you, 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 you got to understand when God gets ready 
to, for your seed to produce the harvest that it contains, he finds some dirt. Maybe not you. It may be your neighbor. It may be somebody in church. It may be your boss. It may be somebody on your job. But somebody has got to play you dirty in order for you to get the harvest that God has put in your seed. So I came to tell somebody up in here, you need this dirt, honey. There's some wisdom in the dirt. There's some power in the dirt. There's something in the dirt that will produce your increase. I don't know how it happens. I just know that it does. And God told me to tell somebody. The dirt that's happening in your life, it ain't there to kill you. If the devil knew what he was doing, he would have left you alone. Honey, he thought he buried you. You didn't get buried. You just got planted. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be steadfast. Man, y'all, can y'all can y'all do that up in here? I'm telling you now, because hallelujah, Jesus, do that again. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, do that again. Hit it two more times. I got to get y'all out of here. And so, y'all come back at the next service where we have a little more time. Yeah, Lord. And so what God does is he takes your seed and he finds dirty Harry and he finds dirty Sam and he finds dirty Sally and he finds dirty Claudine Josephine and Frida and Fred and he drops your seed right over in the middle of a dirty place and you're trying to figure out what's going on. God told me to tell you it's because it's your hour and no seed will ever produce what it contains in it until it gets acquainted with some dirt. That's why you've been crying right along through it here lately. Honey, you've been watering your seed. But the Bible says, and this is written in red, and if a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, then it bringeth forth much fruit. And God told me to tell somebody that what you thought you were losing what the devil thought he was taking away from you is what God is going to use to produce an increase in your life. You're going to increase in faith. He's going to increase your anointing. He's going to increase your joy, increase your finances, and increase your family by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so what God does is this. He drops it in the, in the dirt. Hallelujah. And he doesn't just drop it because if you just drop a seed in the dirt, it still won't produce. You have to cover it in dirt. Hallelujah. And if you just drop it in dirt and cover it, it still won't produce. Just being dirty ain't enough. You got to go out and work it. Hallelujah. 
I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but somebody in here feel like you've been worked over. And you feel like you're being worked on. You feel like the devil is working double time, triple time, and quadruple time to overthrow you. Well, that's, that's true, honey, but the fact of the matter is your dirt needs a good working. Because, and what you got to understand is what the enemy thought he was doing covering you in dirt, pulling up dirt, digging up dirt, turning up dirt over on you. He thought he was running dirt all in your life. Well, God told me to tell you the dirt that the enemy was using to turn up on you, God is just using the same stuff to cultivate your soil. He's getting you ready. God is taking the same people that the enemy been digging up that's been causing you a headache a heartache and a toothache and the enemy thought they were going to overthrow you and God told me to tell you they ain't going to overthrow you they just been cultivating your soil and getting the ground right for God to push up out of you everything he promised you and what you don't understand is and I don't understand it either nobody can really tell us how to dirt reacts. What's, what's all contained in it? And I know it's got a pH level. Can I preach like the Lord? Can I preach like I want to in here? That's why I like coming to particular churches because you ain't ever going to get a real harvest until the pH level is just right. And I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm talking about an expression of a lifestyle. God will use everything in the devil's arsenal to bring you to a place of holiness and get you to a level where you don't care what people think about you. You will throw your hands up and give God glory. Tap your feet and raise your hand. Scoot over and tell somebody, listen, you may not want to sit next to me because God's been so good to me. I might throw my hands up and knock your glasses clean to the back of this church, but I got a pH level that makes a demand on my harvest. God told me to tell somebody, you need what's going on in your life. God is going to use it to produce your fruit. Tell your neighbor, stop trying to figure it out. Tell them, say, stop trying to figure it out. You're too smart. You, you a control freak. You got to have everything on. Let me tell you something. The moment you get in control, God gets off the ship. God told me to tell somebody, just like nobody can really explain how the dirt make such an impact on the seed. You don't need to try to explain how God is going to do what he said he was going to do. You just need to work with what he gave you and believe what he said. Because fact of the matter is I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to happen. But my testimony is still if God said it I believe it, and that just settles it by the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't know how it's going to work, but I came to tell somebody what you're going through is working for you. It may not look like it, but it's working for you. It may not feel like it, but it's working for you. It 
might not seem like it, but it's working for you. The apostle Paul had a revelation and he puts it like this. He says, this little light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding weight of glory. Somebody give your neighbor a high five and tell him it's working for you. The lie they told on you is working for you. The angle they feel towards you is working for you. The folk that's trying to count you out and, and pull you in to a bad situation, they don't realize it, but they're working for you. The Bible said, man, I wish I had time. It's working for you. The Lord told me to tell somebody, if you knew what they were doing for you, if you knew the effect they had on you, honey, you would send your enemy a gift card and your ex a note with a little letter written say, I can't thank you. I can't, this is just a little token of my appreciation because words can't express how grateful I am. But please accept this as a token of my appreciation for all that work you did for me because fact of the matter is if it wasn't for your enemy, you wouldn't know him like this. If you had lied on me, I wouldn't know him like this. Who would have thought I'd know him like this? You wouldn't be this anointed if it wasn't for somebody who pushed you into the things of God. I don't know about you, but every now and then there's some people that cross my mind and I wish I could get in touch with them. I would just call them up and say, let me tell you something. I wouldn't be this bad if you weren't that bad. God told me to tell somebody you gotta work your dirt. I got to give you up. I ain't finished, I'm just quitting. <laughs> Let me tell you. God, I wish somebody would tell us the truth. When God gets ready, when God has greatness in store for you, I'll give you an illustration in now. Go ahead. Your greatness is never determined initially about how you go. That's not the way God starts. If you ever wanted to know how high they're going to build a building, before they lay one brick, you need to go out, check and see how deep they dig the hole, how deep they dig the hole. Because it's the depth of the hole that determines the height of the structure. I don't know who I'm preaching to in here. Hallelujah. And a seed has in itself the knowledge to know that before I can grow up, I must first grow down. See, a seed starts growing down. And in its growing down, it takes root. Hallelujah. See, everybody can grow up. 
But the folk that's really going to be transformers are people who can grow down. I'm going down, but I'm still growing. I'm feeling down, but I'm still growing. They're talking down, but I'm still growing. Because until you can grow down, you will never really grow up. And how far you can grow down will determine how high you can go up. God told me to tell somebody, man, I got to give you up. I'm just quitting. When the storm comes, and I'll give the complete illustration later, but when the storm comes, what determines whether or not a tree will stand is how deep it roots run in the dirt that it was established in. Sometimes I get frustrated because people falling off the bandwagon. They're looking for you to fall. I'm like, no, the real reason you didn't do what it was God called you to do is because your roots were too shallow. And they raised you up in a clean environment. But if your roots run deep enough in the dirt, when the storms come, the same dirt that was working against you will be the stuff that's holding you up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, when God is trying to give you some experience that will keep you in the future plans that he has for you. And trust me, when the going gets rough, times get tough, it ain't the compliments that's going to keep you. It's not the pats on the back that keep me sometimes. The reason I know this lie can't get me is because that one didn't. The reason I know this can't take me out is because He's already tried. And God didn't bring me out of all of that to let this get me. You need this for where you're going. And the higher God plans to take you, can always be determined by how deep he allows you to go. Tall building can't stand in a shallow hole. Amen. Come on, praise team. We got to get ready for next service. But all over this place, I want everybody to stand to your feet. We just want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Amen. There are people, I really believe there are people in this house. Hey, first lady, how you doing? Wave at us. 
First Lady VV USA. Yes, How you doing? Bless you, man. So glad to see you. Amen. Listen to me. There are people all over this house. We just want to pray for you right where you are. Since you know, you know you have destiny. I mean, you have greatness inside you. And there's some stuff going on right now. Come on, praise team. That's dirty stuff. You, you, just, you just don't feel like you deserve it. The Lord told me to tell you, blessed art thou when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of things against you falsely. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. All over this house, I'm just going to speak a word over you. Hallelujah. And I believe God is going to show you not many days hence. He's going to turn this dirt into destiny. Amen. All over this place, if you're dealing with some dirty, dirty people, dirty plans, dirty ideas, dirty plots, dirty schemes, dirty situations, dirty circumstances, hallelujah, I want to pray for you. On the count of three, I want you to lift up your hands. We're going to speak a word over you and get you out of here. One, two, three, lift up your hands all over this house. Amen. If that's you, if that's you, lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, right now, in the most holy and precious name of Jesus, I declare and decree that every situation that's come against these, your precious saints, will turn to their good, cause them to first see the benefit in what they're facing and what they're encountering. Bring clarity and understanding to the degree that faith will rise up and increase in their lives and they will appreciate the dirty things, the dirty deals, the dirty places, the dirty people in their lives. Open their eyes that they will see the blessing that you've made these people. Even though their intentions were terrible. I speak now and I command the blessing to be manifested in these dirty situations. I command the dirt that the enemy ordained to destroy us, to usher us into the destiny that God has for us by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. If you believe you're going into it, let's clap our hands all over this place and appreciate God as we welcome Pastor Woody back to the platform. I'm back to the podium. I love you, sir. We love you. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.